This program has been made by the friends and partners of Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. It's not praying one day about your finances and praying another day about your family. No, stay on the same thing until you break through. That's how you'll get the breakthrough. You know what they say about Scotland, it's cold and rainy all the time. I found that to be true, but it was a real breakthrough trip. I had breakthrough on all sides, on all, somebody say all sides. I had breakthrough to the left, breakthrough to the right, breakthrough in my spirit, breakthrough in my mind. I might break out with an Eddie James song, I don't know. It was breakthrough everywhere. Somebody shout breakthrough. Breakthrough. Chuck Pierce told me the first time you go into a nation is important, it's strategic. And so as I was flying over from Ireland into Scotland, the Lord began to speak to me about the assignment to try to rip Scotland away from the United Kingdom. And the Lord says, as Scotland goes, so goes the UK. And listen, I want to teach a little bit about international travel for some of you that have callings and gifts. When you go into a nation, expect to hear a word. When you go into a city, when you go into the grocery store, come on, when you go into your workplace, expect to hear from God because he is talking more than we are hearing him. And so I've trained myself when I go into a nation, when I go into a church as a traveling minister, you're almost expected nowadays, if you're a prophet, to prophesy over the host that brought you in. It's an unspoken thing. They want to hear what says the the spirit of the Lord for their church. And so I've been trained. You need to train yourself up in this way also. And I heard the Lord say, as Scotland goes, so goes the United Kingdom. Here's something else you need to learn about traveling and being in different cultures. You need to take that word that you got for someone's nation and submit it to the host, the elder, the prophet, the lead prophet in that nation before you go to Facebook with it. Especially if it's controversial. You could offend an entire nation. Even if it's true, it doesn't mean it needs to be released. We had breakthrough on every side. From Scotland, we went into the UK and I was able to pray outside. Well, first I was able to pray outside the Scottish Parliament. We spent eight days there. We went to London. And we're starting to build true community in Ahop, South London. We actually went out to dinner with a group, a core group that we have there. And now they're planning a Christmas party, praise God. I don't know what they, they call it Christmas in England. They call it Christmas. They say happy Christmas, though. They don't say Merry Christmas. So we're building community. I had some private meetings with some of the most influential prophets in England. They're part of the uh, British Isles Prophetic Council. And they're just opening doors, opening doors, opening doors. They actually want me to come back and teach the Anglican church how to prophesy. The Anglican church. Now, how many of you know, it's not like it is here. It's the Church of England. They're very traditional with the pipes and the robes. And they're saying, you're able to break it down. You're able to teach it. And they're hungry. They want to learn about this. That's a breakthrough, hallelujah, for a denomination. It was awesome. I had the privilege of leading and ministering a a prayer meeting and ministering on the eve of one of the most significant events in modern day Europe, on the eve of one of the most important votes in English history, in the UK history, Brexit. And I prophesied and I decreed and it was satellited all around the world. And, you know, we we saw a real breakthrough there. And Brexit shall be done in the name of Jesus. 
Those of you who aren't from England, you're like, a Brexit what? It's, it's realigning. It's realigning Europe and the United Nations. Also received a lot of major vision and strategy, which I'll share with you at another time. But, you know, it's just a breakthrough. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Somebody say breakthrough. How many of you today need a breakthrough? Amen. Well, then you're in the right place because you're going to get it today. I'm going to teach you some of the principles. Amen. Somebody shout amen in the morning service. I'm determined to see you get your breakthrough in this season. Let's talk about what a breakthrough is because you might think you know what it is, but there are some particular definitions that really shed light on what breakthrough means and how to get it. You know, if you knew how to get your breakthrough, you'd already have it. Or at least you'd have peace that it was coming. So could it be possible that maybe you're missing some revelation? Maybe you're missing some Holy Ghost insight. Maybe there's something that you need to do differently than what you've done in the past that would lead to your breakthrough. Somebody say, yes, yeah. it's possible. I submit to you that it's probable. So the first definition of, uh, of, of uh, breakthrough actually deals with warfare. How many know the enemy is resisting your breakthrough? Oh, he's resisting. That's his job. Not just to steal, kill, and destroy, but to resist. Many times the backlash or the attack, it's not really a backlash. It's not really an attack. It's just resistance. But you're not able to discern between what's an attack and what's just the devil's standing ground to try to keep you from gaining ground. We've got to get this. Warfare. One of the definitions of breakthrough is warfare. and It's an offensive military assault that penetrates and carries beyond a defensive line. Did you get it? It's an offensive military assault that penetrates and carries beyond the defense of the devil. Somebody say, I'm a soldier in the army of God. Somebody say, I am offensive to the devil. Amen. Here's why you're offensive to the devil, because you smell like Jesus. Hallelujah. You smell to him like death because he sees where he's going. And that's why he's fighting you so hard. He's trying to get you from getting it before the end. Breakthrough-minded people think offensively, not just defensively. And many of you are spending far too much time back on your heels, feeling like you can't move forward, walking around the same old mountain over and over and over again, always feeling like you're, you're, you're under assault by the enemy. You've got to flip the script. It's time to go on the offense and stay on the offense against the wicked one. I said it's time to live in the breakthrough. And if you can learn these principles today, you'll live in a lot more breakthrough than what you've had in the past season. Somebody shout amen. amen. In London, it took us five months to break through. That's not really too long considering we went into a foreign country without any preparation. Some of you might know the story. I was telling Dr. Sharon Stone, I want to build a house of prayer in, in England. She says, I think you should. I said, and this was in March. No, no. Yes, this was in March. Dr. Sharon Stone is one of the lead prophets in, in the entire continent of Europe. And she says, she says, yeah, I think you should. It's March. Yeah, I think you should. I said, maybe next November. You think that would give me enough time to plan? Maybe next November, which will be about right now. She says, no. She says, I think you should do it next month. 
Now, there was an advantage to that because the enemy didn't have time to circle around me and push back. But there was a disadvantage in that too because I had no time to prepare a strategy to go in. And so it was a test of the wills in England. And it took us five months. Somebody say five months. Took five months to break through, and it was difficult. I was sick almost the whole five months. I had different aches and pains and sprains and all kinds of things and curses and witchcraft, and it was just a mess. And I had to seek the Lord for a strategy. Listen, breakthrough-minded people seek the Lord for breakthrough strategies to penetrate the enemy attack. You've got to seek the Lord for the strategy. You've got to hear from him what to do. He's got a lot of plays in his playbook. He knows how to counteract the enemy. He knows how to ambush the enemy. He knows how to catch the enemy off guard. He knows how to turn the enemies against each other and bring confusion into the enemy's camp. We have to follow his battle plan. Hallelujah. The Bible says, thanks be to God that he sometimes leads us into triumph in Christ Jesus. He always leads us into triumph. Somebody say always. Always. He always leads us into triumph. He's never lost a battle. He's not a loser. He doesn't walk around with a big L on his forehead. He's a winner. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He is the mighty warrior. Hallelujah. That is who you serve. He is the breaker. That is who you follow. So I sat for hours. I consulted with people smarter and older than me, told them what was going on, and I consulted the Lord for hours every day. How do I break through this? Because I am not giving up. See, the devil thought he could just get me to go, and after the first one, just smack me real hard. He thought I'd come home and cry and whine. You know what I did? I came home and planned and plotted against the enemy. Hallelujah. You cannot allow the enemy to put you in a corner. Have you ever seen a boxing match? That's what they do. They try to get the boxer in the corner. That's where they really get beat up and beat down. You cannot let him pin you. You've got to keep on pressing. Somebody say, press. Press. In military terms, a breakthrough occurs when an offensive force has broken an opponent's defensive line and rapidly exploits the gap. What feels like an enemy attack to you is sometimes just the enemy's resistance. But here's the thing. Here's what the Lord showed me. The enemy finds your gaps. That's why we need intercessors, because the Bible says intercessors are going to stand in the gap and make up the hedge, and we all have gaps. We all have weaknesses. We all have issues. We all get tired sometimes, too hungry sometimes, and sick sometimes, and our defenses are down. That is when we need intercessors to stand in the gap. The enemy always looks for our gap, but guess what? We've got to look for his gaps. We've got to begin to identify the gaps in the enemy's plan. Let me tell you something about the devil. He always overplays his hand. He is overconfident. He always pushes it just a little bit too far. As my friends in Ireland say, a wee bit too far. By the way, you know how they say power in, 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 in Ireland? Par. By the time I got out of Scotland, my host was Irish. I was saying, when the Holy Ghost par comes upon you, 
It's funny how you assimilate in cultures, but you have to assimilate to the kingdom culture. And in the kingdom culture, you win. Turn to your neighbor and say, you win. Amen. Somebody turned to me and said, I don't like that too. You can say that to me all day. Your goal is to break through the enemy's defensive line. On the other side of the defensive line is your breakthrough. And once you break through, you can gather the spoils of war and the blessings of God that the enemy is trying to hold back. See, God is blessing you more than you know. He's blessing, 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 blessing. Remember when Daniel prayed and there was a war in the heavens and there was an angel that came to bring him the prayer answer. How many of every prayer answer is a blessing? And the angel came to bring the prayer answer, but he was resisted by the prince of Persia. There was a battle in the heavens and God had to send Michael, the archangel to engage in the war so Daniel could get his breakthrough. Hallelujah. When you pray the right kind of prayers, it dispatches angels on your behalf. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, when you lift up your first prayer, there is a war in the heaven. And we've got to keep on praying until we feel the breakthrough in our spirit. I said, you might not see the breakthrough with your natural eyes, but you got to see it with your spirit, man. You've got to have confidence in your God and you got to keep pressing until you get the victory. Somebody shout victory. Oh, I like you this morning. In military terms, there's usually a large force that's employed on a relatively small portion of the front to break the enemy's lines. So while the line may have held for a long time prior to the breakthrough, while the sickness may have endured a long time before the breakthrough, while the financial lack may have been existing long before the breakthrough, the breakthrough marks a relatively small time frame when the pressure on the defender leads him to snap in a very short time span. And I decree every enemy line holding back your breakthrough and holding back your blessing must snap in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody shout snap. I call forth your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. I use a battering ram in the spirit to break down the walls, to break down the resistance, to break through the line. I said we're taking back what the devil stole. Enough is enough. No more delay. I break the spirit of delay that keeps nagging you and causing you to want to give up and wonder if even God hears your prayers. I said breakthrough. Now listen, getting a breakthrough in prayer often means persistent, targeted prayer in one area until it breaks open. You're putting pressure, prayer pressure, on the enemy until you push him back. And what we tend to do as believers is we release buckshot prayer. What's buckshot prayer? Have you ever seen a buckshot in a rifle? It just, it just scatters. Just, when you fire, it's just got little BBs and little, little pebbles. It just goes everywhere. We're praying this way, that way, the other way, hoping that something changes, hoping that something works because we do not know how to pray as we ought and we didn't get the strategy from the Holy Ghost. So we are not praying the right prayers to break through. The unseen realm of the spirit is more real than what we experience with our five natural senses. Just beyond the veil of what the natural eyes can see, hosts of angels and demons are actively working. The Bible says that all Christians have been brought into this dimension through Jesus Christ. 
Many people who see in the spirit often don't know what they're seeing or understand the dimensions of spiritual sight. But this landmark book, The Seer Dimensions, will help you unlock these mysteries. Written by best-selling author Jennifer LeClaire, this book will help you tap in to the seer dimensions. You'll discern what is from God and what is demonic. You'll interpret the activity you're seeing in the spirit. You'll tap into what God is doing in and through you and manifest breakthroughs for yourself and others. Seer Dimensions will impart useful information, practical instruction, biblical application, and powerful prayers for operating in the spiritual world. Pick up your copy of The Seer Dimensions wherever books are sold. Are you ready to accelerate in the prophetic? Get the truth that unlocks your next level in the sequel to The Making of a Prophet. It's called Becoming a Next Level Prophet. Find out what it takes to progress through each level on your way to fulfilling your God-given destiny in Becoming a Next Level Prophet. A sequel to The Making of a Prophet, this book will challenge you to sharpen your prophetic edge and steward your prophetic gift even in the face of spiritual warfare. Sean Bowles says, you'll find yourself going to the next level so you can bring the world around you to the next level. James Gall says, if you need a challenge to spur you on, then becoming a next level prophet is written with you in mind. Bishop Bill Hammond says, thank God for the new generation of prophets like Jennifer LeClaire that God is bringing forth in this time. And Bethel's Chris Vallotton says, an insightful key for the new generation of prophetic voices to step into what God is doing on the earth in this season. This is the sequel to The Making of the Prophet, the best-selling book that went around the world. Get sharpened. Get ready to go to the next level. Accelerate your growth with this new book. Pick up your copy of Becoming a Next Level Prophet wherever books are sold. We're multitaskers in prayer. We pray scattered prayers. We pray here, there, and everywhere. Breakthrough prayer means focusing all your efforts on the point of breakthrough until the enemy's defenses break down and you get the blessing. It's praying about the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over until you see the victory. It's not praying one day about your finances and praying another day about your family. No, stay on the same thing until you break through. That's how you'll get the breakthrough. Do not grow weary in well-doing because you'll reap the harvest. You'll reap the blessing. You'll reap the breakthrough if you don't give up. When I was a kid, we used to take a I won't tell you what we did with it because it's not very good, actually. But you remember when you had the magnifying glasses and you're able to, to, to put a leaf under it and cause a little fire? That's because the sun is focused. And when you focus your prayers, you're releasing fire into the enemy's camp. I said, when you focus your prayers on the enemy, you are releasing fire and even double fire that burns up his plans to still kill and destroy. You've got to think about it the right way. Focus your prayer. Concentrate your prayer. Do it God's way. When you're trying to cut down a tree, dear God, you don't swing at the top and then swing at the bottom, then swing at the middle, then swing on the left side, then swing on the right side. You keep on laying the axe to the same place until it falls down that is how you get breakthrough in prayer hallelujah 
when the archer wants to hit a bullseye, he doesn't focus on this target or focus on that target. He focuses right down the middle until he hits his mark. You got to keep releasing your prayer until it hits the mark, until the arrow hits into the enemy's camp. For the Lord would say to you today, I shouted out, Babashe, the enemy has fired one too many darts in your camp. But the Lord says, I am downloading strategies in your spirit even now. And the Lord says, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to have a revelation. And the Lord says, you're going to know what to do. For I'm shifting your strategy, says the Lord. And I'm teaching your hands to battle and your fingers to war. And you will have a quiet confidence about you, says the Lord. For you do not have to scream at the devil in order to hear him. You just have to pray the right prayer at the right time, says God. So let me pray with you and let me pray through you. And I will show you your victory in the meantime. And when you get there, you'll know you're there because you saw it ahead of time, says the Lord. Amen. Concentrate your prayers. When you break through one point of resistance, the enemy starts to panic. The demons see the authority on your life and how you broke through and they begin scrambling. All you got to do is bind the strong man and all those low level devils, they'll get to step in. Hallelujah. You just got to target the strong man. You just got to see what the real root is. And that is where you target your prayers. You can deal with the low level devils all day, but you won't get a breakthrough. Oh, but if you get to the strong man, if you get to the root, if you get to the underlying, if you go a little deeper with God, I'm telling you what, when you shoot your arrow there, it's a one shot deal, baby. You got it. David, David, not you, David, this David, David in first Samuel 30, the Amalekites burned down his city. You remember that? They burned down Ziklag. And here he comes back. They took the men, the women. I mean, they took the women and the children. And the Bible says that the men wanted to stone him. They were ready to stone David, their beloved leader. They were so distraught. But the Bible says that he encouraged himself in the Lord. And that is how you stay strong while you're waiting for the breakthrough. You encourage yourself in the Lord because the enemy always wants to come with discouraging strategies and tactics, but you must encourage yourself in the Lord. And when you stay in that posture of encouraging, of worshiping, of praising, of believing, fighting the good fight of faith, all of a sudden, here comes the download. All of a sudden, here comes the strategy. And David asked the Lord, shall I go up? And the Lord said, you shall go up and you shall recover all. Somebody say all. all. That means everything the devil took. And actually in the story of David, if you read through, he didn't just get what he lost. Praise God. That would have been just plenty enough. Oh no, no, no. He got all kinds of goodies that he didn't have when he went in. He walked away with so much spoils of war that he had so much. He had to send it to all the tribes of Israel to bless them too. When you get your breakthrough, you're going to have some something to bless somebody else with. Hallelujah. I said, there's not going to be enough for you to contain it on your own. You're going to have to find somebody to share in the wealth. Hallelujah. God is good. When David came to Ziglag, he sent part of the spoil to his friends. Here's a gift from you from the spoils of the enemy of the Lord. And the Lord said this to me, well, prophesy this to you. The Lord said this morning, the Lord said this to me, breakthrough is at hand. 
But many of you cannot see it because you have focused on the enemy instead of the breaker. And the Lord says, I am the breaker and I have anointed you for breakthrough. And the Lord says, focus on my victory at Calvary and focus on who you are in me. Don't focus on what you've lost. Focus on what you've gained in me, says God. You shall go up and recover all as you, as you focus. Amen. But you got to have the right strategy. You know, when I was a kid, we went over to Thomas Edison's house over in Fort Myers, I believe it is, on the West Coast. Anybody ever been there? Thomas Edison's house? A couple of you. Well, this dude, I mean, he was an inventor, and he, he invented the light bulb. You know, aren't you glad? Praise God. We'd be in the dark ages still. He invented the light bulb. But guess what? He, 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 it took him a thousand times to get it right. They said that he would fail, his inventions would fail, and he'd throw them out the window, and there was this pile outside his window of all his failed inventions. Can you imagine having to look at your failure every day? Wouldn't that be discouraging? Some of you do. You see what's wrong. But Edison kept looking at the next strategy, the next possibility. He learned from his mistakes. He learned from his mistake. And he kept on trying. And on the thousandth try, somebody say a thousand times. On the thousandth try, he got it right. His, his, he worked on motion pictures, televisions, telephones, light bulbs. There's a strategy to combat the principalities and powers combating you. There's a strategy to tear down the strongholds in your mind that are keeping you from breaking through. There's a strategy to combat the devils that are trying to tear apart your family and suck and drain your finances. There's a strategy. And the Lord said this to me. He said, sometimes, somebody say sometimes. Sometimes you have to change your strategy to change your story. And the Lord says, if you don't like your life story, if you aren't living from breakthrough to breakthrough and moving from glory to glory, change your strategy. Yeah. The Lord says, I have the right strategy. Ask me for the strategy to break through to the next glory. And this is what I did. I mean, I kept asking the Lord for the strategy. I contacted Jane Hammond, who at some point you'll meet. Uh, she's uh, uh, with Christian International. And I was telling her, like, what was going on? Because she, she goes to, you know, she travels all the nations. She's been going to England for 20 years. I've only been going for a few. And I said, man, this is, this is just incredible warfare. I mean, it was really bad warfare. We came in. There was a witch. We, came, we got rid of the witch. There there was a warlock who called himself an apostle. Beware. The enemy is scheming against you right now. He wants to kill your dreams, steal your peace, and destroy your life. It's time to put your foot down. Tap into supernatural strategies, time-tested tactics, and triumphant tools that combat every enemy attack in my book, 101 Tactics for Spiritual Warfare. These revelations will open your eyes to demonic devices you may not be discerning and empower you with strategies and tactics to overcome every enemy attack. Wage more effective warfare. Find rest in the middle of the battle. Walk in constant victory. 
Pick up 101 Tactics for Spiritual Warfare today. Hey guys, Jennifer LeClaire here. I'm coming to you with an exciting opportunity to partner with me as I advance the kingdom of God around the world. As many of you know, I am doing a daily prayer call that's reaching millions of people, millions and millions of people a year, but I'm also planting houses of prayers, prayer hubs, apostolic centers, and of course, raising up prophets and prophetic people. But I'm also sowing, sowing, sowing. Jennifer LeClaire Ministries sows back into at least 15 other ministries that are touching the sex trafficking industry. They're touching digging wells in Africa. They're helping uh, drug addicts rehabilitate and so, so much more. I need your partnership. When you partner with Jennifer LeClaire Ministries, whether you're in Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia, here in the US, wherever you are in the world, you are helping to open a door for me to come to your nation. You are helping feed hungry people. You are helping the gospel be preached. You are helping media projects flow forth. You are helping, you are sowing, and you will reap a harvest. Listen, you cannot outgive God. I can't do what I do without faithful supporters like you. You know, Billy Graham used to say that the janitor who cleaned the bathrooms would receive the same reward as he did for standing on a platform and preaching the gospel. When you sow into our ministry, you receive a reward. I want to invite you to become an official partner. You'll receive a monthly partner resource, special seating at my events, and so much more. The most important thing is you're being partakers of advancing the kingdom of God, especially if you're a prophetic person, if you're mission-minded, if you're apostolically focused, support, sow, pray. Amen. God is good and he is doing so much more than any one of us can do alone, but together we can do a lot. We can make an impact. We can have influence on a lost and dying world. It's time. It's time to rise up and go further. I'm asking you become a partner today.